Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Leslie Montanile. She has been practicing matrimonial law for over 25 years. Leslie is dedicated her whole legal practice to helping women who are stuck in horrible situations to effectively navigate the process of divorce and achieve financial independence. Not only is this episode filled with generous and practical advice, another interesting fact is I started this interview with a migraine, and by the end of our conversation, had no headache pain whatsoever. I believe deep conversations have the power to heal, and I experienced that firsthand here. Enjoy! Leslie, it's so exciting to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for having me. I'm really honored. Yeah, I'm excited because I've never had a guest on the show that specializes in um, divorce law, and I'm wondering when you knew it was time to narrow your niche to help women going through divorce. Well, I actually, uh, my first job, I have to tell you, out of law school was with a sole practitioner in Los Angeles who did only divorce law. Mm. And I just gravitated toward people who were going through a horrible time. And I really loved it. And I learned everything I could. And when I moved back to New York, um, it took me a few years, but I really realized that if I wanted to succeed in the way I wanted, I would have to have my own business and my own practice. So I launched my own practice and dove into divorce. And over the years, women just gravitated toward me Um, and I don't, I don't really know the reason because I don't advertise or anything like that, but my motto was to always help women who are stuck in these horrible situations move from that situation into their new life Mm, and help them really let go of what was now behind them and focus on what could be their future life. Um, and my, the greatest satisfaction for me is, was I was able to find out that I connected with those women. And when I finally was able to get them past the emotion of the divorce and the sadness and the anger and the grief, because you're grieving a, a, the loss of a relationship, it's essentially a death. Um, they were able to figure out what their next steps would be. And I was able to help them plan for the future because divorce is a process and that process ends, but your life goes on and you have to be able to see what your life could look like three years from when you started the divorce, not three months because three months you're still going to be in it, especially if you don't have the most amicable partner or spouse or the reason for separating it lends to more angst and, you know, anxiety or stress or fighting, which is, is very stressful. 
It absolutely is. And I totally see why people gravitate to you because I know that you understand just by that brief explanation, the whole ball of wax that goes into such an emotional process that not only affects you, but children, if you have them and other people in your family, it's not just cut and dry, black and white law. There are so many other layers. So I'm not surprised that people gravitate to you because you seem like you really support them through that process. Um, Two questions came up for me. One, were you nervous or scared when you made that decision to go into business, when you had that calling of like, in order to get the success that I want and reach the number of people that I want, I really need to do this on my own. Did you have people that you modeled or was it a part of your business, your, your family structure? Or were you just like, I'm going to learn this on the way? For me, I think that everything I've ever done from the time I worked in my first retail store at 16 I always gave 100% and no job was beneath me, whether it was sweeping the floor or making photocopies, reading the books, writing, writing things. I learned it from the ground up, but as I progressed in my life and schooling and career and I became an attorney, I found that whether the company was large or the practice was small, whether I worked 15 hours, 10 hours, gave up days off, there was always someone else in control of the ship. Mm. And I wasn't necessarily, as a woman, because there still is a glass ceiling, going to be able to break through it in order to get to where I wanted to go. So I just decided that I didn't want anyone else in control of my hours, my days off, my success, firing me, yeah, losing benefits. Absolutely. It's, it's scary, but when you realize that what you're doing for someone else, you could do for yourself, and you just take that step and a big leap of faith and never look backwards, because that's what the rear view mirror is for, all of a sudden it becomes really clear. And it's on you. So my success was on me. I no longer had to look to a boss, a partner for a raise, a promotion, you know, and how long does it take a woman to be a partner in a law firm? 12 years? That's a really long time. That's a massive investment of a huge part of your life. I love the fact that what you knew you needed to do for yourself, you actually help your clients do as well. And I find that we intimately have a connection with who we draw in, whether you yourself are going through that exact same situation or you have that in your experience, the qualities are similar. So independence, taking a leap of faith, looking for your future. So being future focused, like there's so many similar qualities of what you knew you needed for yourself that you currently help your ideal clients with. So I love that. And I'm very curious over your 25 plus years of experience, what's been one of your biggest business lessons? Hmm. Well, I think one of my biggest business lessons is you can, you are allowed to say no. You have to work with the people that you can help succeed while you succeed. And clients come along that are not the right fit. You're not right for them. 
and they are not right for you. And it is okay to say no. And don't be afraid because, you know, when you say one door closes, 10 win windows open, when you say goodbye to that one client and you don't necessarily tell them it's not a perfect fit, there are other factors that go into it. I have a, a gaggle of colleagues that are better suited for certain personalities or in certain venues, and I will always refer them out. I would never leave someone hanging in a bad situation. Um, but when you find that you say no, because you know the fit is not right, more comes to you. Better fit yeah. comes to you. Because sometimes, you know, everyone knows that sometimes personalities don't work. Sometimes situations are not for each other. Um, especially during what's going on now. I've had people who would like to hire me, but they're in New York City. I am not. We no longer have an office in New York City. So I had to refer them to someone else because it wouldn't be fair to them under the circumstances to hire a firm outside of the city, especially when people, when lawyers practice in a particular area, they get to know all the the court personnel, you get to know the lawyers that are in the playing field. So I think the one, one big thing I have learned is, one, it's okay to say no to taking on a client, and sometimes it's also okay to fire a client. Yeah, I, th those are two very important things, and I want to break them apart individually. One, okay. the saying no, because I think as women, we have a more difficult time to step into our power, use our voice, and actually say no and set boundaries. So I'm wondering if you could give the listeners a tip if they're just stepping into this, like they know they have this kind of rumbling inside and they want to use their voice, but fear is holding them back. What's a tip to help them take an action step towards saying no and not being afraid of being judged or name called by doing so? Well, I think that if you're someone who's been thinking about stepping away from your marriage or relationship, that I think the first thing is that you have to take self-inventory and figure out what your needs and wants are going forward. And I think you have to truly be really honest with yourself that if you're going to move forward and move forward on your own, that you have to figure out one, is it something I can, I can handle now? Or is it something I have to plan for? There is nothing wrong with planning your future without announcing it to the world. Definitely. So that, right. So you want to make sure that, let's say you've been the primary uh, caregiver at home, and this is maybe a side tip, but it, it goes hand in hand. You want to make sure that you have your own credit, you know, your own bank account, all the things you would need as if you were a single person moving on with your life. I like to equate divorce with sudden death. What would happen if your partner suddenly died? Are you prepared for that? And if you can say yes, then you can take the next step. And when it comes to saying, no, I don't want the marriage, you're already halfway there because you know mm -hmm. you can take care of yourself. And then the next step would be to interview a variety of lawyers, maybe three, to see who fits with your model of what you're looking to achieve, mm -hmm. especially if you want a very amicable divorce. 
you know, if you have your own money or don't have your own money or what you need. And you will know intuitively as a woman, we're really intuitive. We know when we connect with people, we know when someone is going to be on our side. And if they're not, it's okay to say no. It's okay. I always encourage women I speak with who I am supportive of, whether they become my client or not, or whether I refer them out or not. I am really supportive of them speaking with other attorneys because I'm very direct and I like to make you kick you off the pity pot, so to speak, after a while. Nice. I love forward. it. <laughs> right. So you may not like that. It's tough love. I give tough love. Um, but I am 100% in, but it may not be your style, and I'm okay with that. So I always say you should be able to try on the shoes before you walk out the store kind of thing. So yeah. it's really okay to say no. And at that point in your life, if you've been married or you have children and you had a career, you can't really worry about what anyone else thinks. Absolutely. You sex. really have to be um, self, like in self-preservation mode for sure. Yes. And I really like that you have a systematic approach. So it takes away a lot of the fear and it brings back that, that power in your own right to just say, what do I want? Where am I? What things do I need to put into place before I take the next action step? And it may feel like you don't have options, but we always have options. There are always choices. They may not always be easy, but we always have choices. And I, I really love that. I hear that in your style to increase that personal power, open up the possibilities. And, and in many times, and this is just all about growth mindset, it's not black or white. It's not this or that. It's like, and what else? And what else? And what else? And I think that that just, it helps soften the situation or maybe damper down some of the fear. The second part is the referral piece. And I think this is really helpful because we have a lot of female solopreneurs listening to this. And many of them are like, oh, how could I possibly turn down business? One, because many people feel like if someone's coming in their arena, that they are meant to serve them. And two, just from a financial standpoint of not wanting to turn down the business. And I really love that you touched on knowing that when you stay in alignment and you are serving your exact divine right clients, that more is just going to open up for you that is going to be your best fit. So I really, really like that you touched on that um, a lot. Do you have anything more you wanted to add to that? I feel that um, if you're taking the business to take the business, then you might be losing sight of the actual client. And if you're not in sync, then you both will end up resenting each other. And that's not good business. Yeah. So it might be scary to turn down that client you really know you know that you're not going to be able to help 100%, whatever the reasons. Sometimes people come to you, we all know, everyone moves at their own pace. Not everyone is going to be happy. And there are those people that are consistently unhappy for a long time. And no matter what you do for them, it's not enough. Yeah. So if you can't fill your client's needs, if you don't feel you can get there, just to take them as a client at the end of the day is doing a disservice to that client and Absolutely. to your business. Because 100%. then it becomes a chore. 
It becomes a chore. It it drains you. Resentment's no fun to be either place, you know, on either end of that relationship. And we always have to remember, you know, what we're saying yes to, we are actually saying no to something else. And so that's something that can really help someone make that clarification of like, oh, wait, if I knew that my perfect client was behind this one and I'd be saying no to them, would I still be making this choice? So I think that that's just really important to go in eyes wide open, knowing that you're fully there to support someone that is ready for exactly the kind of services and support that you have to give them. Did you ever just wish there was a group of high vibe women entrepreneurs that you could hang out with? A place where you could share your wins, get a biz question asked, and be around people that just get you. Well, there is my friend. It's my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. I created a place on the web where like minds and open hearts could continue the conversations that we start here on the podcast. Fulfill your desire to develop friendships with women from around the globe. Women who are on the solopreneur journey, just like you. Now more than ever, we are craving authentic connections. Believe me, your voice matters, your work matters, and having the support of a close-knit community can make all the difference in the world. So head over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance and request to join my private Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, the gathering place for heart-centered female entrepreneurs looking to create an impact, increase their income, and connect deeply with themselves and others in the process. I can't wait to welcome you in my Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group, where you'll be encouraged to introduce yourself, ask a question, and meet other ambitious lightworkers just like you. Again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Women Developing Brilliance. I'll catch you there. So one of the things that we talked about with a lot of emotions, because so much goes into divorce, and I can't even imagine being in those kinds of conversations day in and day out, how do you protect your own personal energy? So for me, um, I definitely put boundaries with my clients. Um, I am a, I'd like to say a concierge lawyer. I work one-on-one with my clients. I don't pass you off to an associate or a paralegal. Um, I also limit the number of clients I take because I spend an extraordinary amount of time working with my clients, not just on the divorce, but on the emotional piece. Mm. And at the end of the day, my clients like to be my friends and maybe they want to reach out on a Saturday, you know, or a Sunday night or something. And I have to explain to them, I have a family also, and I need to devote my time to them. And my off time is my off time. And there are things I can't help you with when the day is over. And I need to turn off to rejuvenate. So when I come back to the office in the morning, I'm ready to answer your question or speak with you or help you in that manner. And I am really protective of that time because I am intimately involved in people's pain and Mm -hmm. loss and sadness. And in order for me to work optimally to help them, I need to be able to turn off, have my quiet time, my family time, time with my husband, who's also my business partner, time with our son, our dogs. I have a passion for cooking. 
I need to be able to do those things. And by letting my clients know that, I'm also letting them know they need to enjoy their life. As bad as as it is, the situation they're in, the one thing I do with all my clients is I have them change their routine immediately. Do something new. I love that. You're so grounded and clear with that boundary. So one, I want to lift you up because I know it's not easy to have that, especially when there's so much heart and emotion involved. And like we talked about women making those emotional connections and being able to lean on you and use you as a support system, but then also respect your personal life. And when you do need downtime and when you do need to refill your own cup, was that a process for you to get there? Like, was there a messy bit before you got so clear and grounded where you were just like, heck, I got to change this if it's going to be sustainable? Well, you know, honestly, it was always that way until texting came along. Emailing, Mm. texting, there are lawyers who don't give out their cell phone numbers, understandably so, or block them. But the fact that we live in this world of instant gratification, I think that with social media, with email, with phones, people have come to expect everyone to be, everyone to be on all the time, which isn't healthy for anybody. My clients need to turn off too. You need to put the phone down, put your feet up, read a book, go to the beach, read a magazine, go to a yoga class, whatever it is that lights you up. You need to reconnect with that. If it's simple breathing exercises, you have to reconnect with that. We all can't be on at the same time. I also find that um, it did take me a while initially when I realized clients all of a sudden could email you on a Sunday night a five-page lengthy email and then call you Monday morning at five after nine and say, well, did you read my email? And I'm like, "Um, no, it was Sunday. It took me a while, but Mm -hmm. I made it clear. And you know what? Clients get in the groove. They they do get in the groove. You know, they understand because you give them so much of what they need during the time frame you give to them. And because I am so one-on-one, they really do respect the fact that I also have a life and I'm helping them build a new life. Yeah, so- you're reading my mind because respect just popped in. And I do think that uh, clients secretly um, want the boundaries. I think there's security and yeah. safety in boundaries, especially yeah. if they're executed in a loving and gentle and communicative way. And I also think that it ups the respect in the partnership, which is yes. just a pillar um, in any kind of good relations. So I think that that's a huge gem that is going to be a big takeaway for people um, is setting those boundaries and learning it's okay and learning to see the freedom when you have the structure set up uh, is going to be really important. I'm curious with COVID how you have, I know you mentioned the New York City clients and needing to refer mm-hmm. out to a referral system. I'm wondering if there's been any other trickle downs for you individually from COVID and if you have seen an increase of divorces because of all this extra stuff, stress, time together, and all these other things that are popping up because of the pandemic? Well, first, I don't think COVID is the reason people want a divorce at all. I think that there are the people that were going into the process before the pandemic hit and were stunted. So they had a way. Mm. So we're seeing a flood of that. 
Then I think there were perhaps the people that were contemplating it. And now we're stuck with their partner 24-7. Because realistically, when most of us get married, when we first meet our partner, we're both working, we're out at our jobs all day, and we're not together 24-7. We're really together on the weekends or in the evenings. So now you're together all the time and you're learning things about your partner maybe you didn't know before and maybe you like it and maybe you don't. So I kind of think that it's not so much that COVID is making people want to separate. I feel like if they, it's, it's kind of like the extramarital affair. It's the symptom. It's the symptom of being together all the time where you finally said, yes, I've been feeling this way a long time and now I want to, I want to move forward. I also feel like people need to take a pause and look back at their relationship before they take that leap and think about when they met their partner, when they didn't have children, when they spent an enormous amount of time together and see if they could reconnect on those levels because the pandemic is going to change our world as we know it, as it already has, and we are going to have a new normal, but is the love still there? And we're just learning more stuff about our partner that we've taken for granted for so long because we weren't together all the time. And maybe yeah. we don't want that divorce. You know, maybe it's about us, the individual. Yep. I agree. I think that's a really valid point. I remember a close friend of mine, her husband used to commute Monday through Friday to a totally different state. And then when he retired, she was really struggling with like, I have been like a weekend wife for uh-huh. the majority of our marriage. And now it's like, he's retired and holy smokes, we're together seven days a week. And so that just totally brought to mind maybe some of the same feelings and experiences people are having with people working out of home. Their office is now, you know, right there underfoot. And it is a whole new way of relating. Uh, And it's really interesting. I like that you just related it to a symptom. It is not because of COVID that they now want a divorce. I am really seeing that whatever was under the surface, COVID has just allowed to rise up. If there was turbulence before in a relationship, you're going to really see that under the magnifying glass. Um, And on the same side, if you had really healthy pillars of a relationship, that respect and that feeling of security and leaning on one another rises to the surface as well. Do you agree? Yes, 100%. I think it blossoms. I think if you had something that works before, you become a team during a crisis. This is a crisis. So during a crisis, what do you do? If you're a team, you come together. You make jokes. You make it work. You work with what you got, not with what you don't. You know, you have to be grateful for what's in front of you, not for what's not. You know, there are so many others that may not have a better situation. So you got to focus on the positive. And I won't use the glass half empty or half full because for some people that doesn't work. So if you focus on the positive and the positive assets of your partner and you come together and you you don't keep everything so serious, If, if things were good before, you might find that now you have a new power base to work with. You learn things from your partner who was also successful in business that you may not known before because they weren't working at home and now they are and they're actually sharing their little secrets and tips that you wouldn't have, you know, learned because maybe you were the weekend spouse, you know, and I would say to the weekend spouse, if your spouse is retired, because I have a friend like this, get a part-time job. 
Whatever it is, <laughs> close to your neighborhood, something. Maybe you like to shop somewhere. Maybe you get a discount. You're not doing it for the money. You're doing it to get out in the community. You know, you can give back and, and you can give back and you could do charitable things if you don't want the seven days a week together, which is also fine. But if it was turbulent before and you see this coming about during COVID, I always say to people, pause. Don't go into it. Cease and desist. There's no reason to fight when you can't get out. Yes. Oh, if that's really away, good. <laughs> don't, don't fight. Just it's just, it's kind of like not acknowledging the toddler's temper tantrum in the store, right? They're yes. liable to quiet, right? You don't acknowledge it. So don't be part of the, part of the fight, be part of the solution. So as long as you, you know what I'm saying? So it's a real that, calling. Absolutely. It's a calling to step into this personal development space where maybe before the easy way was to leave, to go and stay with your sister or take your overnight bag or take a drive or go to the bar or whatever you did for the outlet. This is such an amazing personal growth opportunity to be like, how do I process through this? How do I take accountability? How do I see the strengths in my partner versus focusing on the weaknesses? So it's really such an interesting time um, to experience ourselves and those in our household in a very different light. I always tell clients who are, especially in the emotional phase, remember, you can control your own behavior. You cannot control anyone else's. So think before you act. Think before you speak. It only takes a few seconds because the consequences of what you do and say in a volatile period, you can't stop. So but you can control yourself and you may not like it. You might be in the right. You might be very wronged. You could be very hurt. You know, your spouse may have stepped outside the marriage. There could be a betrayal. You will get your validation. You will get your day to feel better. But start with you. Start with yourself. That's such good advice. Yeah, such, such good advice. I'm so curious what your deep why is. Why I help women. Why I do this. Yes. It's, it's something inside of me that I feel that women are, are it. We are it. We are the mothers. We are the wives. We're the daughters. We're the teachers. We are, we are everything, really. And we get the short end of the stick. You know, people want to say that the picket fence doesn't exist. Well, that's not true. Not only does it exist, it's taller. You can't see through it. And sometimes it's a stone wall. And so many women have tried so hard to break the glass ceiling or be the perfect wife or, or be the super wife that's the wife and the business person and do it all. And at the end of the day, they've given up their dreams to help their family succeed. And in doing that, they've lost a piece of themselves. It's what they started out with when they first, you know, oh, met that love of their life. And then they came together and then they get married. Oh, now we're going to have a baby. But all of a sudden, little by little, what made you the individual that attracted you to that person kind of fades into the background. And women struggle so hard to find that, that little girl again, so to speak, Mm -hmm. or that ambitious young woman. 
And what I tell women is you can't go backward. You can go forward. You can take everything you've learned, all your skills, and you can spin it into the new you. Forget mm, what's back Beautiful. It's what made you, but you can't go. Beautiful. Let's go forward. So that, I guess yes. that's my why, because I, I just love women and I, and I don't like seeing women down. I want to see women strong and acting from a position of strength, not weakness. We make bad choices. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. That is a huge. I think that that is um, really needs to be heard. And I would like to know if you were to give women permission for something, not that they need it, but many people wait for permission. What would it be? I would give women permission to live the life that they have always wanted to live and to be free to do that to take those steps to say, I'm going back to school. I'm going to learn to knit or cook. I'm going to move on out of this relationship. I'm giving you permission to be who you truly want to be without judgment or fear. That's I love it. Ah, perfect. Perfect. We always end on some bright light wisdom. I think that that absolutely is it. Leslie, how can people learn more about you? So people can visit my website at AskLeslieTheLawyer.com. We also have a law firm website, which you'll find on AskLeslieTheLawyer.com. They can email me through the website or they can email me at Leslie at AskLeslieTheLawyer. We're also on social on face, uh, social media. We're on Facebook and we're on uh, Instagram. So people can reach me that way. Um, I think that would be the best reach out and then I'll connect with you and, you know, we can hopefully help you. I love that tagline. Ask Leslie, the lawyer. It's easy. It's catchy. You just feel a sense of security right off the bat. So kudos to you on the marketing end of that. I love it. And I just wanted to say, if you do go to ask Leslie, the lawyer, we do give a lot of information that you can read about without even contacting me, it's all free about things you really need to know before getting to my door, before you knock on the divorce lawyer's door, things you might want to learn about preparing. We have a lot of articles and a lot of information that you might find very, very useful and might make you feel good at the same time. And you're not alone. You'll know you're not in it alone. Thank you so much for that resource. I think it's so very important to be educated and I'll make sure to put those links in the show notes so people have a really easy time navigating towards you. I really appreciate it, Casey. I really appreciate this conversation. It's been really terrific speaking with you. I really enjoy it. You too. You too. I'm I'm a fan of your philosophy and um, I'm wishing you all the luck in the world. Thank you so much. I hope to see you again soon. Take care. Sounds really good. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.